This episode is brought to you by Essentia. A better you starts with better hydration. Essentia is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hi, welcome to series two of Soap from the Box, the ultimate TV podcast. I hope you've had a good week. In this podcast, I speak to some of the country's biggest soap stars. I'm Lee Salisbury and I directed some of the country's biggest soaps for over 10 years. This series, there are two episodes every single Sunday, so make sure you download and listen to both. For all you Hollyoaks fans, you're going to love this one. My next guest was born in Bradford, just actually around the corner from where I live. She got a degree in health and fitness before her acting career took off. But obviously, with the long hours and the stunts in Hollyoaks, I'm sure it comes in very useful. She is, I think, the queen or princess of Hollyoaks. Please welcome Jennifer Jen Metcalf. Hi, Jen. Hi. That's How gorgeous you? for you to say that. I'm great. Thank you. Are I you? think you are, because I was saying to quite a lot, but obviously I've had some real legends from other soaps on. You're talking like William Roach, yeah. who's been in there. 63 years or something but you've mm-hmm. been in Hollyoaks what is it now 15 years which is kind of like one of the longest running people yeah I think um we just celebrated our 25th anniversary last year so yeah to spend um over half of Hollyoaks's living life there I'm, I'm pretty chuffed with that I know it's brilliant and I always remember when I join a soap it's like who are you nervous about meeting it's always the people that you kind of love watching on it so it was like Lacey Turner yeah and Brown and he said, yeah you you and Hollyoaks and literally every person I've wanted to be nervous about meeting are some of the nicest people. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what we do is spend kind of half the time talking about the show and then a bit of time talking about you as well. So, yeah, it was kind of your big breakthrough came in 2006. We'll talk about the other things you'd done. Um, and you were <laughs> Brian Car- Kirkwood's first cast. You know, Brian's like the king of Hollyoaks. Yes. Um, and he invented the, 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 um, um, the McQueen family. So mm-hmm. amazing, and they're now the longest-serving family in Hollyoaks. But originally, yes. I read you auditioned for the role of Claire Devine, who eventually went to Gemma Bissett. Yeah, that's right. We did. It was about a two-month um, interview, uh, interview audition sort of process. Um, and yeah, I got down to last sort of handful for that character, and then they had another quite a grueling, intense um, four or five weeks. Um, casting for the McQueens and it, it were great it was such a great experience because you got to see all the other guys and um, they were sort of putting together families that the, the saw as that they could be Jenny. together yeah um, lots of like improvisation work days in um like a hall all, ju- all just all just seeing how we gelled and stuff and yeah it was it was um it was a really exciting time lovely time and I loved I loved the audition process 
Well, I think it's quite unique, actually, because the Slaters did obviously an EastEnders, but obviously being part of a new family from the beginning is great because obviously then when a new McQueen comes in, it's almost like these new actors are faced with the legendary McQueen. So it must be quite hard yeah. for actors coming into the family. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Like all, all of us, like I think we have got such a gorgeous kind of connection, all of us. But yeah, I think yeah. as soon as people come, they're just, we, we're welcoming with open arms, you know, like our latest one, Beth, who plays Cher, she's just come into it and she's just like, she's always been there, you know. I mean, I went through all the storylines preparing for this and it's, cr- I mean, the, I mean, obviously we know Hollyoaks is the most heightened soap ever because if you read yeah. your list of storylines, I mean, you would probably, you'd be in therapy or a home in oh, real life. You wouldn't be functioning very well, that's for sure. So you, apparently as well, you took inspiration for the character from one of my favourite shows ever, Eva Longoria's role in Desperate Housewives. Oh, that, I mean, I said that years ago because I, that's what I was watching at the time. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I, for, I forgot about that. I just remember being dead sassy. Um, quite like she just wanted what she wanted. She was feisty and um, she was great to watch. And I think it was just sort of that character that were realistic enough, but um, I don't know, exaggerated enough that you gave her, that you could give plenty to watch, you know. I yeah. just really enjoyed watching her. Yeah, that's apart from being like that, savvy that and kind of unapologetic. Yes, that's the like word. Is there's loads of women out there that I think Mercedes is like, which basically she doesn't like other women apart from like her family, her sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think there's yeah. loads of actually girls out there like that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean that that is it's interesting you say that, Lee, because um, that's kind of what we've always gone off. But then when Mercedes has had friends or or close sort of. Um, I don't know, chats, like, they've had a lot of close chats with, like, Anna Passy's character, Sienna, um, and when they do couple us up with people, I know when we did the big Dr. Browning storyline, um, I was with Sophie Austin and Steph Waring, yeah, yeah. the character works well with other strong women, I think. Um, we always put Mercedes with a man, and, you know, I think I think that's where she's on fire. I think um, that that's, that's what we like to see her with, and that's all we kind of know her with, but I think it'd be good to explore, like, her friendship as well, and other women yeah because I would love it the other character I'd love I think would be dynamite with her in another soap would be Kat Slater I think Mercedes and Kat Slater together excellent yeah would be amazing yeah (laughs) but what I do is do a little kind of fun quiz to go through the storylines I mean you've been in there so long I wonder if you'll remember these things it's not like to test you just to get the story so my right from the beginning I know don't worry (laughs) actors who've only had a storyline like last month have forgotten answers but can you remember who was responsible for giving Russ your first kind of fella, an STD. Was it Tina? No, it was your mum. It was Myra. Oh, through a towel or something. Yeah. <laughs> they got crabs, yeah. I mean, how, God, finding out your mum's given an STD. And I was going to just yes. pick up then, obviously, like, Nicole came in as your mum. You've got Nana Moon there. You've got James Sun, The McQueen and yeah. Georgie Porter. I mean, so it's kind of quite amazing that when you create a family like that, it's almost like there's just, it always works when someone else comes in, doesn't it? I mean, is it hard for you when someone leaves because I know you left for a while when Gemma left is it hard mm. to seeing characters come in or is it easy to welcome I mean I'm not saying in a personal way because obviously oh, you no I, I just honestly it, it's that sort of business especially Hollyoaks people are always coming and going all the time and it is what it is you make gorgeous friends you know you're going to see them after if they want to leave it's the right decision for them if yeah. it's a storyline then so be it I, I don't feel heavy when it, with any of that no I just I go in I do my job I love my job and you make connections with people that you make connections with. And that's what I love about someone like you because you're younger. And also I think there's so many younger people who leave. Younger? But so many younger people who leave soap and want (laughs) to go 
uh, to Hollywood and stuff, which is fine. But I think I mm. think kind of so could suffer if people don't stay in it. And I think as a younger actor, you get to play everything in a soap, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like that's a perfect what, that, job. That's what I love. I just I just think if you're in England and you want to work every day as a job and you're an actor, what can you do other than a soap? Yeah. And yeah. and you get to just go play a different person every day. And I I love my character. I absolutely love her. And there's no one I'd rather be for a few hours a day to escape myself now and again, you know? Yeah, so and I think it must, be, it must be quite cathartic playing the ladies because I think there's nothing better than if you get to go into work and actually be, what, a bit bitchy, be whatever, go and sleep with different people, as in not really. Yeah. But, but to yeah. actually go and do it, and then at the end, the end of the day, there's no trauma, there's no drama because it's not actually really no. happened. Do you know what I mean? But you've got exactly. to expel it. It's such a it's such a a mad job, isn't it? It's like you go in, you it is. Sometimes I just think this is what we do. We pretend to be other people for a living. It's like we're still children, still, do you know? Yeah, playing it with is. toys. It's like it's crazy when you just stop and and take a breath. Um, but I won't have it any other way. I love that. That's true, actually. No one's ever said that, and it's true because mm. very when you're born from a young age, you're always it's part of your nature to dress up and like pretend to yeah. be people, isn't it? So it's, it's like it we're just is. refusing to grow up. Yeah, it's what's amazing. <laughs> I mean, everyone says on this, and I say the same, like, we work in an industry that you do pinch yourself every day for getting paid for it. So you're like, really? Yeah, yeah, you pay me to do this that I love, yeah. It don't feel like you work. And what's so funny in lockdown is obviously all the soaps have had to stop for a while and go back to old episodes. Did you watch any of your big older episodes and kind of, were you cringing or were you like, oh? Uh, I didn't, you know, Lee, I was just, I was that bloody busy just with a little boy off especially with the yeah. first lockdown it was intense and I don't watch any telly anyway I've just um I'm always like catching up with my friends or have people around or I, I just don't really watch telly there, there, maybe one or, one or two episodes I, I caught a little bit of I saw I saw Kira on it and I was just like oh man you look so different <laughs> but um I, I, I genuinely around that time because I'm putting my little boy to bed between sort of six, half seven. I've not watched any of it, and it's not of for not of not wanting to. I've just not had the time. Um, okay, so next question: Who was? I mean, this is going back in time, and this leads me to a fun thing actually. Who was the boyfriend of sister Jackie that Mercedes slept with? Tony. Yeah, Nick Pickard. Yeah, right. And this leads me on because as I was reading, I was like, right, the men. Are quite, it took up a whole page in my book, right, of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to count them. Just see if you can remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. I've got 14. Do you boyfriends think... or husbands or what? Husbands, boyfriends. I'm not sure what base it was like with them. I think it was probably sleeping with them. and then like, they... oh, It's got to yeah. be more than that, Lee. It's got to be more than that. Well, who can you remember from... So, well, I've got... See if you can remember any more things. I'll listen. So there was Russ at the beginning, Stuart Manning, Warren Fox, yeah. Lomas, Tony, Nick Picard, Reese, who played Andrew Moss, Danny Valentine, David Judge, uh, Malachi Fisher, who was Glenn, Chris Fisher, yeah. his dad. Was it Chris Fisher or his brother, Gerald McCarthy? Um, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Calvin Valentine, yeah. uh, Ricky Costello, Rob Norby, that was Ricky Whittle as well. Carl, yeah. who was Riley's dad. Uh, yeah. Dr. Paul Browning. Uh, and you were with him for quite a while, actually. There was quite a gap where you didn't, I don't think you slept with anyone for quite a while with him. Um, Freddie Roscoe, Ryan Knight, Duncan James. Was, Ryan, was Duncan the last? Yes, yes, yes. So it might only be 14. I mean, which actually, when you put No, it, we've, it, missed, we've, we've missed, right, no, there's loads more, you know. Is there? I, I, remember, I remember the late night episodes. Um, oh, she had an encounter with someone in the toilet. I remember um, <laughs> Dr. Browning's son after he died. Oh, yes. Um, oh, it's, it, we, we're up there in 20s, Lee, I'm sure. 
I think you might then go down in history. You could be one of the biggest uh, ones in soap, actually, for the amount of men. And I was, which you know, what an accolade to have. Um, and some of them, are loads of gorgeous ones, especially because it's Hollyoaks. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad job. Um, I was there for Dr. Paul Brownie. I mean, that was an amazing story, actually, wasn't it, with Joe? That was, I remember that. Oh, it, was, it was one of my favourites, that, Lee, over the 15 years. It was just such a gorgeous time. He's such a lovely man. We had a lovely friendship. I still speak to him now. And I remember at the time we were just, we were on the show all the time, seven days a week, um, 12 hours a day. But, you know, when it was just me and him in the flat doing what we did, I, I loved every minute of it. I, c- I couldn't get enough of it. He's, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, sometimes when you're paired with people, it just really works. Oh, and, and and you get each other as well, you know, yeah. them long days. It, it's not always roses. Sometimes you aren't shattered or you aren't slept or you're poorly. And we just pulled it, pulled each other through them days and then laughed and danced through the good days. We just, it, it's, it really was a special time. That. Yeah, because my first scenes on Hollyoaks actually were I, like, and this was a shock to me to the system because suddenly I was asked to direct other people's scenes as my first scenes. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I don't even know yeah. Thing, but I remember working with you two, and you were great. And I just, I think it, he's just one of those people. It's so nice when someone's so lovely in real life, and he then plays one of those. Yeah, that amazing. Um, yeah, and also I have to mention to the listeners that yeah, Hollyoaks work Saturdays, don't they? Which is the only soap that does that as well. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah we've got one. We've got one next Saturday. Um, listen, I don't, I don't mind, Lee. You know, like you usually get a day off fruit week for yeah, it. Um, exactly. I, 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 again, I love my job, and unless you've got something planned and one comes up, you're like, oh, you buggers. But generally, I, I don't mind. Well, it's, it is like going to work with a group of mates, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. It's not yeah, like yeah. Out. Anyway, um, exactly. Okay. So, uh, how did Dr. Browning try and make Mercedes and Myra rekindle their relationship when they fell out? God knows they he, fell out a million times so I couldn't yeah, even, I no, don't even, he, when you he, say that he faked a doctor's report saying Myra had cancer ah yes, think, yes. yeah and then you'll easily get about them who helped Mercedes push I just love the questions who helped Mercedes push Dr Browning off the dead body off a cliff um Oh, characters Cindy and Lindsay Lindsay yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah I saw get him off Get him off the cliff. And I mean, it is amazing, Hollyoaks, because it's so heightened. Those stories are, and I must be to Stephanie Place, Cindy, because she's been there. She must have been there since almost get go as well, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. I, I love her character. She's, I think she's an amazing actress. I've not worked with her for ages. And because everyone's kind of separated at work now, you might just catch him across the other side of the car park. You're like, oh, I miss you. One of the standout stories for me that you did, um, which is not too long ago, but when Mercedes learned that obviously her baby had died and she had to have induced labour. Um, uh, now that's what a heavy, I mean, probably one of the heaviest stories, like a real heavy storyline probably that you've ever done, yes. actually, isn't it? And yeah. Was it like, and I know you work with Count the Kicks, the charity on that. It Was it, yeah. how was it doing a story like that? I mean, did you feel obviously an honour to do it, but the pressure must be quite intense knowing that you are directly reflecting something that's so, you know, such a tragedy in people's lives. It, it was it was all of that. It was upsetting. It was rewarding. It was gorgeous to know that I could help so many people. The respond yeah. I've never ever had a response from a, about a storyline like I've had from that one. And you're just doing a storyline. You're just doing your job. You're doing it. You're giving it. You're doing it the justice that you you think it well. You know it deserves. But then to realise how many people you helped, yeah. I was just like, oh. I, uh, it was something else that for me, Lee. Um, did you get loads of letters and stuff? I mean, I did the cocktail yeah. where we got loads of letters, and Shane and yeah. from Corrie said that. I mean, Shane Ward said he's still stopped on the street all the time by like burly guys. Yeah. 
giving him a little yeah. nod as if like thank you I mean you must have had the same. yeah I've never I've never had that about any other storyline and we've done all sorts but that and and you know filming it as well I mean when I first got the scripts the lady that um wrote the script she'd been she'd been through it right um so and um it just the emotion jumped off the page I mean honestly Lee, everyone was going oh you smashed it you've done such a good job it, it brought the message that needed to be I'm like I didn't have to do f all literally I was reading them on my couch the first drafts and I was just bawling my eyes out so when I got to set I was I just went can can I can we just not do a rehearsal because I knew the emotion were just there and it it was it was overwhelming time it was tiring it was you know because how we film it as well it's not one day on screen that could be filmed over two three weeks and it's really interesting you say that because when I did the cop death with Charlotte Bellamy, actually, we did this. She was like, I really don't want to rehearse. Yeah. I just want to go for it. And I think on I suppose, on multi-camera, I suppose it was easier. But I just remember those yeah. scenes when she found the baby dead. It was just, I mean, it was live with me forever, her running down the stairs. Because it was, yeah. kid just, had you had a kid by then as well? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. So it, that that was that was quite nerve wracking as well because I'm trying to tap into something that I've never even remotely yeah. had an experience. I've never been pregnant. I've never had a child. I've I've never lost one. And, and to try and go there, I mean, that's all right if you if you've just lost your husband and I've never been married. It's, you can you can do yeah, that sort of storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the the delicacy that you had to do it with as well, and the respect and everything you had to do it with, it with the pressure of that, but also. I ain't got a clue what to tap into here, but that's where the writer's words were that gorgeous. Yes, that's yes. spot on. I almost didn't need it, Lee, and that's madness. Yeah, I that's, think a, that's need, a very good script. Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, we have the same as actually, and the writer said to me, and this sold it to me because obviously, as a director, I'd never gone through that or known anyone to gone through that. But she, yeah. what she had done in that script was every character she tried to reflect a reaction that people would have outside who'd gone through it. Yeah. So, if that mum might see herself in the granddad or the friend, but she tried to, and once I knew that, it was like, ah, oh, right, okay, you know, it's not just the mum's point of view. Every no. story here is reflective uh, of someone yeah. at home. And I just think that's the power we have when you feel like you're doing something really important. Don't yeah. You those stories. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud of I it. Did- I don't think I've realised the importance of it till afterwards. I remember when Brian told me that we were going to do this story. I mean, this is how naive, young, um, I don't know, whatever you can call it. When he said we're going to do a stillbirth storyline, I was like, oh, what does that mean? That's how like clueless, ignorant, whatever you want to call it, I was of it. And I was like, oh, right. Um, and that's important uh, because I don't think it's clues. I think because it's one of those things that no one talks about. You know, like people have had miscarriages and they don't because it's just yeah. Hence why, thing. hence why it was so. And you know, when you look into it, most people that have that have had stillbirths, I've got close friends that have. They what the, the the way that they not get over it. I don't think you ever get over anything like that. How they manage that emotion yeah. is by talking about them. There was here. There was a person, and yeah, so yeah. yeah the idea that everyone kind of goes quiet because they don't know what to say is probably the worst thing that you could do. do yeah. Things like this open it up. I mean, I've said this a few times, but quickly, we had a letter when we did the cot death. The most amazing is from a woman who had lost their baby in a cot death. And she said, basically, she watched the show, made her husband watch it. They hadn't spoken about it for a year since it happened. They just stayed up all night cuddling and talking about it. And you just read that. And oh, you go, oh my God. 
Oh, but incredible! Like it's not for, yeah. work, not for anything else. Like if you can just have it's, one person in that situation. Yes. Yeah, that means more than anything. Yeah. So, and well done because it was amazing. And I think what's so Thank great, is because especially for you, because Hollyoaks is so heightened out of reality quite a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, as mm. an actress, it's quite hard then to do something that's actually founded in reality. Yeah, but I do think that's what's great about Hollyoaks as well oh, and the totally. show in general, that they can, it, it, I don't know, they get away with it. It's that little bit more film-like, in my opinion, and they can get away of, of doing that switch. And it's even, like, it's, it's good that the whole show can do that, but, and down to characters as well. Like, my character can blooming, she can be in the most, you could say, in inverted commas, unrealistic situations, but then we can bring her right down there, and that's exactly. why I'm so that lucky and privileged to play a character like this. I remember reading that you had said that Mercedes is one of those characters that basically seems to never, she'll never have a happy ending because she always wants to just, she unfortunately wants to destroy everything. Do I th- don't I don't think she wants a happy ending. <laughs> you, yeah, some people are like that as well. I think people exist some, like that. They want a drama just, in Does a happy ending exist? It doesn't, yeah. does it? It's so right. And it's an important message for everyone to listen to because I did this show like in LA with billionaires. And yeah. like they had everything, but in the end, yeah. everyone's got the same raw emotions, anger, hurt, yeah. jealousy, love. You um, want to be happy and you want to you want to experience love. That's it whatever that looks like and it doesn't matter how much money you've got or what you've got and also you're then like you said you're looking for the next bit of excitement like yeah buying a television excites me if someone can afford 10 televisions a day what excites them do you know what i mean so yeah it's so it's so true that actually um and also she also probably doesn't have much self-worth which again it's a big thing in our society i think Mm -hmm. girls feeling like they've got this bravado about them but underneath it all they don't actually feel confident about themselves no exactly um so anyway so i'm gonna say i mean what a story so what would you say was i mean we've talked about that story a lot which must have been one of your favorites but do you remember kind mm-hmm. of what's in your like favorite scene or is there a scene that will always live with you filming um i mean you've oh, hit too big so like, much, when, yeah. when i when i think about the last 15 years i'd always mention still i'd always say the stillbirth storyline is one of my obviously difficult storylines but favorites to explore and the impact that it had and everything um and how many people it helped and i always say i love working with dr browning and all our episodes i mean when when you do the big stunts lee you know they're fab they're a little yeah. bit out of order i remember the I always like going away, obviously, with you. When they say we're going to a beef at a film for a week, you what? Get me on that plane. Do you know what I mean? Like, them times are special. Because did you do that? Actually, I didn't know you did that. Did you go to a beef? Oh, good few times, you know. The, I've, I've been to Alicante wow. once. Um, a beef for twice. Did was you go to Vegas? Because I read one of the storylines was in Vegas. No, I think my character went off to Vegas, but they didn't oh, do okay. anything there. So I've been away about three times, and you're literally going away with your best friends, the oh crew that God. you don't get to bond that you know so much with, like actually yeah. go on a holiday with your best friends, get paid for it, have an amazing time in the sun. Oh, amazing. We went, um, it was actually Palmer the last one we went through. We went to Beef for once and Palmer. It was Palmer when I first came back off my maternity leave. And I remember they were like, right, so we're going to film for 10 days in Palmer. But I'd not left my little boy and he was only 10 months old. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I think all I'll be able to manage to do is like four or five days because I'm just not ready with my first yeah, filming, yeah. you know, coming back, going out of the country. 
and they were like okay right we can get all yours into four or five days now I was it was so gorgeous that they could do that for me oh Leah we're out there two days I was like damn it why didn't I say I could do yeah. 10 days because everyone That's amazing. Was... what you need to do is have more babies and leave more often so and then to tie you back they need to take you somewhere again do you know what I mean it's like <laughs> yeah. perfect thing I can't believe you yeah either. that's like the dream I mean, oh but then we were filming literally like half seven in the morning yeah half seven half eight at night you know lee so it 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 was and and in the heat i remember i had my big baby bump on as well i'm sure i was pregnant with riley at the end riley's baby at the time and it was this rubbery thing i was just taking it off whipping it off anywhere on the beach to get a breather it was height of summer when we were filming so you know it did come with it like you were like yes get us out there and then you were like jesus christ this is a lot um, I used to do the BBC holiday programme and everyone was so jealous but I used to be like but the worst thing was we used to do long film day you'd be like you'd be getting up and people would be having their gorgeous breakfast and going by the pool yeah. and lugging equipment around yeah but so, I mean then you look around and then you finish at, at, at 8 o'clock and you can go have a beer on beach you're like nah this is alright yeah no this is alright exactly. as much as I love the, the studio this is this is decent and then, I remember once sitting in an infinity pool with Craig Dole the presenter just being like this is actually the best job ever in it, in it. What was it like filming Ibiza as in? Because I've never done a soap on location and I know just from going like to Leeds City Centre or something, it's a nightmare with people. What was it like in Ibiza yeah. loads of drunk people filming Hollyoaks? So when we was filming, like we filmed a lot of, um, on a nudist beach because oh it was God. quite a secluded beach. Everyone kind of left us to it. Um, we did, did we in Ibiza do the strip? I know in Palmer we'd went to like Magaluf and actually did a bit oh like on God. the street. That were yeah. And we did a little bit. I'm sure in a beefer when I, I was doing stuff with Claire Cooper and I'm sure we were doing it, but it won't on the it, they tried to pick the quieter kind of ones and we'd choose the time of day to do it that we could say it were nine o'clock at night, but it won't it were eleven o'clock in in the morning, morning you know everyone's still in bed yeah um so we, we we managed all that i think i think um all them things that you think are gonna be the problems when you get out there they were the easy ones it was just it, it was paddling the heat really but yeah, the, oh yeah. when we went to be for the, the catering was unbelievable massive pans of paella these gorgeous oh. homemade pasties i swear like some of the best food i've ever had where did you say in san antonio like i beat the town i think it was san antonio bay yeah oh amazing yeah i can't i can't remember but hey it's a beef it's one of my favorite islands get me there oh it's one of my favorite that's one of the things i missed you know what i mean it's like oh. it's just we're, we're that's not gonna be a first trip when we come out just because you arrive there and it's just it's totally different vibe you've, actually, where in the world. you've got everything it's cool it's sexy it's funky you want to go nuts all night you can you want to sit on the beach and go quiet you want to i think it's for families for couples for for mick i just think it's it's such a perfect island yeah, well, we really need vibe. i did a show like the billionaire show and i beat her as well so i made I was going around just making all these amazing contacts. So people waiting yeah. in hotels. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for my next trip. And then lockdown happened. Yeah. Oh. Who would you say is, um, if you could be one other character, if you could play another character in any other soap, who would it be, do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't really, I really watch them. any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that. Do you know what? Sometimes I'd love to watch the soaps as well to see what everyone's up to. And, and when people go, oh, so-and-so, I'm like, oh, gosh, because I just don't watch anything. I do think you would uh, get on. Um, I think that would be like fireworks. Not get on, but like be totally competitive with each other. I think. Who's that? Pat Slater in EastEnders. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that let's one. And with I know her because she's legendary and amazing actress. So yeah, let's go yeah, with that one. I did mm-hmm. when I was doing it. EastEnders actually, I did this swap over for children. Either we took Corey and EastEnders people to each other, and it was filmed. 
Oh, okay. you had like uh, uh, Bev Callard's character and Kat Slater working in the pub. It was so so. That's fun. cool. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't know you really did good. that. So we'll just talk about you to end the podcast. Obviously, we said you grew up in Bradford and you went to Scarlet Kids, which is the big agency up here. Was yeah. it? Did you find it easy up north? Like, if there's youngsters now in the north, is it easy to find acting opportunities? Like, you don't have to be in London or down south. I mean, I never have been, and I've ended up with a, a, a gorgeous career in, you know, on telly yeah. acting, whatever you want to say. Um, so. For me, I didn't have to. I don't know what the world is now because obviously when I started, I was like 12. So that's um, a good few years ago, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I just think you look at your local resources. If you've got anything on your doorstep, then that's the first place to go. And it's it's all local. It's local businesses. It's... it, it, that that was for me like the obvious choice I know there was Scala in stage 84 so that Scala were closer let's try that and it worked really well for me um but if you have to go further afield and and that's what you want to do and that's the avenue you want to go down then you just do it don't you and I think you were a message earlier that's what I mean if youngsters get in soaps and stuff it's amazing because it's still a really hard profession do you know what I mean isn't it it's yeah so hard you can leave a soap and still not go anywhere because that's just the nature yeah. of the thing. But I read the one oh. of the first early roles as in my parents are aliens. I used to love when I was young. Oh, that was only t- that was tiny. So I did quite a lot of little parts when I was younger before I, d- I went and did my degree and stuff. And then I got, I got Hollyoaks straight away after that, really. Because I after remember working you in Emmerdale as well. Were you in Emmerdale? Yeah, I did that for five episodes. It was oh, just like did five episodes on that. Um, I'd done Where the Heart Is, yeah. Home of the Braithwaite's. Um, what else did I do? We did a little one-off drama with Sarah Lancashire. That were a really good little part. Um, oh, what was that? that were called Birthday Girl. So it was all quite northerny based drama. And that seemed to be kind of where my career were going. But obviously, um, I stopped getting auditions through Scarlet because I'd got a bit older. So then I went and just did the degree. And then as soon as I came back into it, um, the first audition that my agent got me was this. And then I went in, I just, yeah, fell into this. And it's amazing you did a great degree as well. I think it's a really clever thing to do because I always say, to I just when I honestly classes, have a backup as well. Do you know? What I mean? Oh, Lee, it wasn't even about that. Honestly, I'd love to say yes. I was being clever. I was, <laughs> you know, I wanted to back up. I literally, I got at my agent. My agent stopped getting me stuff. I didn't know how to go about getting an adult agent because I just didn't. I thought, oh, yeah. that's it then. Now I didn't really want, know what to do with my life. I knew I wasn't ready to work because I couldn't be bothered, and I thought what can I do in the meantime? I may as well get a degree in something I'm enjoying. I'd started the gym. I enjoyed it while I'm figuring my life out. And then now it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's good. I've got it in my back pocket, but I did it just out of, I don't know what to do. That's why sometimes I think think that's, yeah, some people go, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know where to be. You don't know where to be. So what do you, what can you do today? You enjoy the gym. That's the, that's the thing that you're loving in life at the minute. So go to a degree in that. What's the worst case that you end up in degree in yeah, exercise? Yeah, yeah it's we, pretty good. Yeah, it's not a worst case, it. is it? Really? That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, exactly. When you went into things like Emmerdale, I mean, did you sit there in these little roles thinking, "Oh my god, I'd love to be like one of these main people"? Do you know what I mean? Of what? Yes. What I want. Yeah. Of, of course, but I think one of the reasons I've always um, found success, and I feel like I am, I'm, I'm success in my own eyes, yeah, like where I want well. to be and achieve it. Um, I feel like the reason I've done that is because in the moment I've always loved where I am and not yeah. thought, oh my God, I really want to get that part. I haven't. I've gone and gone, this is my little part today. I'm going to do this part like I am the star of the show. Totally. And I'm just going to so I'm going to give it my 
I'm going to give it my all and that, and that's it and I think that kind of energy that you put out there um eventually comes back it totally does and like I remember Roxy who's in Emmerdale who plays Layla she was just employed like to work in the factory she yeah. had like the odd line and she just uh-huh. made a character for herself like in yeah the it's not it wasn't about anybody else yeah no, and, they, and they gave the her a job because they just saw it because I always yeah. say to actors you can you can if you're a really good actor you could play a whole scene on you without talking yeah just play yeah the on you so, I, don't, uh, I just I think, think I think I think in this competitive industry as well, it's just just stay in your own lane. Like just just do do you. Do you. It's not it's not competitive because you're all on the same show. Like you're playing a different type of character. It's gonna get might get used more than that character. It, it doesn't matter. Do the best what you're doing for your character and just yeah, stick with you. Yeah, totally. And then obviously, congratulations on becoming a mum. And the last question is like Thank you. It, how obviously we know it changed your life, but does it change how does it change your life as an actor? Like, I mean, obviously you've still got a constant job, which is great, but Mm. I find it much harder now juggling that and learning life. I could say harder, but then I I found an extra new love for my job that I didn't think I could love it anymore since having my little boy. Because I think before I had him, um, I've always loved my job, but then you'd you'd go out, you'd socialise with your friends after work, you'd, you'd go on all your mini holidays every now and again, and I love to travel. I think now because because you don't get to go out all the time, you don't want to go out all the time, because you're a bit tired, your work becomes your, your, your life, social yeah, life, your, your, yeah. your everything. It becomes your little bit of time for you. And that's the thing, like this lockdown, oh my gosh, I feel so heavy for people that are not working and nurseries and schools are not open for them. No. But I've still got my job and I've still got nursery open. So I um, and what more can you want? We've got our health and we're happy in our lovely you know. home. It's like, I feel people- very... You're also Good keeping loads of people at home happy because I think over yeah. the lockdowns as well, shows like Soaps especially, nostalgia and comfort, com- it's like comfort food, do you know what I mean? It's like, like we said, Soaps really help people get through the day, so they look forward to that, yeah. and that's great. So you it are is. doing something very valuable. Well, listen, it's been amazing to have you on. I know there's so many people can't wait for this, and um, it's amazing oh. to catch up, and yeah, keep keep doing it. We'll, we'll definitely see each other in Ibiza. We'll Hopefully so I'll it. see you soon. Um, ideally in Ibiza. Not, yeah, not ideally gone. in Ibiza. Wink, wink. I think that's what we have to make the deal. I'll give you these contacts. There's a ama- this amazing new hotel, basically, that this girl I met out there has opened. The W Hotel. It's crazy amazing. And so I'll give okay. you contacts for that. Yeah. But, um, Send it over. Listen, we'll take care and I'll catch up with you soon. You too, Lee. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to the brilliant Jennifer Metcalf for being a guest on the podcast. Remember, this series of Soap from the Box, there are two episodes to download every single Sunday. And the other episode this week is very exciting. Remember when Kylie and Jason were in Neighbours? Well, so were these two. Jeff Payne and Lucinda Cowden, who played Clive and Melanie, they are back on Ramsey Street and they are on Soap from the Box. So please listen to that. Thanks, as usual, to David Stevens and the Bothy for their edit and technical wizardry and to Ian McCallum for his press help. Keep in touch with me all week on social media at Soap from the Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and stay safe and I'll see you next week. Bye.